grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 13. Paul says, And I will show you a still more excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have all prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, I had just finished the divine service in which I had baptized Georgia Garstad, and there was a gentleman who was visiting that day who sat at the back of the church through the whole service, and he was so excited to shake my hand and asked to talk to me after the service was done. A few minutes later, he was in my office and he said, I am glad that I was here today. God told me to tell you that you are doing baptism wrong. <laughs> I invited him to sit but had a notion that this was not going to be a pleasant meeting. So I started, okay, so what was wrong with the baptism? First, he said, you baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Spirit, I corrected. Spirit, he asked. Yes, we don't use the term ghost anymore. It scares the kids. <laughs> really, he said. No, I said, but just tell me why I got this baptism wrong. You used Father, Son, and Holy. He hesitated. Spirit, I interjected. Spirit, he continued. The book of Acts says this. He says, people were baptized in the name of Jesus. I said, true, but it also says in the book of Acts that many of the new believers had not yet received the Spirit because they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said, I think the writer of Luke uses the name of the Lord Jesus for the full name of God as shorthand, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because Jesus says to his disciples in the book of Matthew, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He cut it and he said, yes, Jesus says all nations. He did not say children. He was starting to get a bit more upset. I said, he didn't say Mexicans either, but I'm pretty sure God loves Mexicans and wants them baptized. He says, because Mexico is a nation, he said. Filled with children, I said. You know, niños and niñas, little people that God wants baptized. It went on for this for like an hour as I tried to redirect him back to Scripture, and he said that God told me that we, as Lutherans, and every other major church that baptizes children have it wrong. Finally, at the end of his tether, he said to me, so you're not going to listen to what God has told me to tell you. I said, I will not stray from the word of God. Here I stand. I cannot do otherwise. I don't know if God gives pastors more than one chance for a Luther speech, but I wasted mine on that guy. <laughs> now he was upset and he said, if you will not change, God told me to say to you, at least you could be gentler in your conversation. It was in that moment that his theology was right on the money. Paul says, I will show you a more excellent way. What is that way? It is the way that this gentleman pointed out to me at the end, the way of love. Now maybe you are thinking, well, that guy needed some correction. Indeed, he did, but he did not need mocking. Why did I speak to him as I did? To win him? To show him love? No. To be right. 
Paul says, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have all prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and offer up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. What is it that I gained that day? I was not patient, I was not kind, I was both arrogant and rude and not reflective of the characteristics of love that Paul speaks about to the church in Corinth. Paul had to deal with people like that man in my office. But in his day, it was the tongue speakers who were causing the greatest disruption in the church. So Paul, rather than confronting them head on by saying, you tongue speakers are acting in a loveless manner, no, instead in a loving manner, He uses himself as an example. He says, even if I were the most gifted tongue speaker in the world, or even if I had the power of prophecy, or even if I knew all mysteries and had all faith as to move mountains, even if I offered myself as a martyr, but have not love, nothing, nothing is gained. God gives gifts to his church, but we are not all the same. Paul says in the verses before this, are all apostles, Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess the gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Most certainly not. Every Christian that has been baptized has been endowed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives gifts, both miraculous and mundane, both extraordinary and ordinary, and all for one thing, service. No gift is given for the gift sake of self-indulgence, or self-aggrandizement. There is no gift that does not bring with it the responsibility of service to others. The tongue speakers in Paul's time were not using their gift for service. The gift of tongues in Paul's time was a, a speaking of things to come. It was prophecy. But already in Paul's time, most prophecy was fulfilled, if not all of it, in the coming of the Christ. Paul says this, prophecies will pass, tongues will cease, The gift of prophecy has been replaced with the written word by which all things must be judged. Thus, I am always leery when somebody comes to me and says, the Lord has told me to tell you. Or they say, I don't think God would want, or even I do think God would want, and then they fill in the blank with what they want. Once I received a call to serve a different church, and someone came to me and they said, I think God wants you to take this call. I think there's a good chance that that person wanted me to take that call. But Paul says there's a more excellent way than self-service or using God to get what we want. Love. And Paul tells us what the actions of love encompasses. Patience and kindness. It is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It is not insistent on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It takes no joy in wrongdoing, but joy in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes and endures all things. Love never ends. There it is, so amazing, so beautiful. And it is not my love. Oh, I desire to act as Paul describes it, but the word of God points out that in all these things I fall short. And what love is not supposed to be I am. I was rude, impatient, unkind to the man in my office who came with his faulty prophecy. 
To speak of my love for God or my love for my fellow man is a most dangerous thing because in all of this I fall short of the glory of God. So let me speak about what I know in prophecy fulfilled and in the knowledge of God's word. God's love for you. Because of the written word, I know of the prophecy fulfilled in Christ Jesus that God sent his son to be the salvation of the world. God told me to tell you not some new news, but some good news. That Jesus came to fulfill the prophecy of the Messiah, the Savior, born in the flesh of men and died on the cross so that all your sins would be forgiven. We have not loved God with our whole heart nor our neighbors as ourselves, but God has died to fulfill the prophecy and fill up the law so that I might teach you such amazing news that in Christ Jesus, your sins are forgiven. And in Christ, your salvation is certain. All you need to know for your salvation is contained in the word of God and the word of God became flesh to die on the cross for your sins and for mine. Now come what may, false prophecy and temptation, sin, the devil, even death, are overcome in the work of Christ and the promises therein for you. I have words for you. Words of love that never end. God loves you. He lived for you. He died for you. He rose for you. And in this, he has given you forgiveness of sins unto life everlasting. God told me to tell you this. He loves you. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.